Welcome to another episode of That Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. My name is Kelly and my co-host is Mr. James. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know how it is. No, we just got through all that. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer no, you... is, I yeah. don't know how it is. That's why I'm asking. It's good here at the corner studio. You know, I sit and I have the view. It's That's nice. nice. That's nice. So, you know, we are back for the beginning of season seven. Woohoo! This is episode one, season seven. We're back. That's funny because uh, there's a lot of people that think we're going to make season one. Right? And here we are. And we even are kicking off it with a guest. Of course. Of course. So today we're talking to a retired physician by the name of Robert Yoho. He's written a couple of books. Uh, one is called Butchered by Healthcare, What to Do About Big Pharma, Corrupt Government, Ruining Your Health Medical Care. And the second one is called Hormone Secrets. So can you kind of guess what his thing's about? Can you kind of guess where, he, where his head's at? No. <laughs> Tell me. He is somebody who really believes that our government is corrupt as well as the FDA. He is someone who has really, really more like a whistleblower, um, you know, really on on the ass of Big Pharma and really trying to expose what Big Pharma does with his books and uh, his research. And he is actually going to be our guest today to talk about his crazy shit. Right on, because you know what I, I do believe there's a lot of corruption going on in the the medical field. Well, believe it or not, people, medicine is a business. Big business. You know, it's it's. I would like to say it's all about you and your health, but at the end of the day, you are a dollar sign or not a dollar sign. You are a number on a spreadsheet. So, should we just get right to it? Let's do it. All right. Welcome our guest for the beginning of season one, doctor, retired doctor and author, Robert Yoho. Not season one. Did I say season one? Yeah. Seven, baby. Season seven, episode one. There you go. See, you thought I wasn't paying attention. I did. (laughs) Doctor retired, Robert Yoho. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the podcast um, and being a part of that. Some crazy shit. Welcome. Okay, Kelly, I'm pretty serious about this. I don't think it's that crazy, but I'll I'll do my best. Um, it is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, cra- it hormones are crazy when you're a woman and you're in your 50s and you're starting to go through menopause and all this stuff is going on and just one day just all of these things for me personally hot flashes especially at night what the what the hell just out of the blue james did i just hear our girlfriend here admit she was crazy that's the first oh i could have told you that a long time ago i'm sorry i shouldn't have picked up on that okay so um 10 second disclaimer uh because of the plaintiff's lawyers and all that stuff we can't consider this health care if and it's used at this material at your own risk and if you have problems you need a licensed provider 
and uh, you know, we're this is just general commentary. So, so okay, so crazy hormones and and what happens when you uh, go through fifty? So women at fifty drop off a cliff. Um, they frequently their ovaries uh, become completely inactive, and instead of tapering, like James and I are in the midst of a long, long taper, you know, with no real fall off at the end. Uh, it, it typically, men uh, we we lose it, but it doesn't happen on one in one day. But um, uh, women uh, frequently go through this menopause, very dramatic change of life, where their hormone levels drop nearly to zero uh, over a very short period of time. They have hot flashes, they have, uh, you know, they have irritability, they have uh, muscle wasting, they have, uh, uh, you know, and men and women have intellectual decline. The testosterone really helps with that. So, uh, and testosterone is our best weight loss drug we've ever had. It's it's phenomenal. So That's good to know. So you you've never considered any of this, have you, Kelly? Well, yep. for for starters, most women, you know, you hear about menopause, right? But you don't really know about it until you go through it. And then when you do go through it, it just kind of hits you all at once. You really don't know what to do. There's a ton of information out there, but then what what do you do? If you go to your physician, they're going to have you take all of these different drugs until you figure out the one that works for you. I'm more of a holistic person. I don't like, you know, so I just, I'm trying to find the solution for me and I have yet to find it. So I don't know what to do. Well, um, Kelly, uh, actually going through uh, different doses of medications is an excellent strategy. And I tried to put the woman in charge when I was practicing. I, of course, I'm retired now. Uh, but uh, uh, hormone replacement should be universally available and it's super safe. We've had experience with these drugs for, in the case of thyroid, 120 years with uh, estrogen, progesterone, and thyroid. We've had experience with them for 50, 60, 70 years. We know all about the endocrine systems uh, thoroughly. and. Uh, unfortunately, in the early 2000s, um, there was an agenda to scare everybody to death about uh, hormone replacement. And that resulted in the FDA, which is your basic fraud, putting black box warnings, which are the most, most severe kind of warnings, onto uh, all the hormones, each of the hormones, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. And uh, so an estrogen was branded with a breast cancer idea. And the, the study that did that was the most expensive study in history, probably. It cost nearly a billion dollars, multiple centers, uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of patients. And the the people, it was called the Women's Health Initiative. And they had an agenda. And at the end, they kind of proved it because their conclusions didn't match up with their data. And this thing has been run down subsequently by many commentators. But once a bell is rung, it's not it, it's hard to unring it. So, uh, so these are these are phenomenal drugs they should be used uh for uh basically everybody over 50 and a lot of people under 50 who've had premature sure menopause and they're better than just symptom relief they i believe that they prolong life and they certainly make you stronger and uh, make you more sexual and make you feel far better and they here's a, a teaser at the end of my book hormone secrets I put an appendix which backs the statement up, and that is that if we put all women on estrogen at the time of their menopause, we'd prevent 85% of the Alzheimer's. Now, that's a big statement, and that sounds like fraud, <laughs> you know, but I have 75 references in Appendix C that prove that the, that statement's correct. So, uh, 
so I mean, there, there, there's so many, so many positive things about uh, hormones, and I mean, I can, I can read a couple of testimonials uh, if you, if you'd like, or we can go whatever direction you want. So I'm interested. So the the drugs that you're saying that would help are estrogen, testosterone, and and what else? Progesterone, thyroid. Proge- the men, the men mainly just use, uh, just need testosterone. There's another, there's a few other ones that aren't quite as powerful, but uh, uh, such as DHEA, and you can get that over the counter. But it's not, a, it's not as good as the long-acting DHEA that is uh, uh, typically prescribed, uh, you know, with a prescription. By, and this is not done universally. I mean, the doctors aren't really trained to do it. It should be in the hands of every family practitioner, uh, if if the information were true, but. Um, you guys probably are well aware that the FDA is, uh, they cooperate with big, they cooperate with big pharma's, pharma companies to ruin the studies that make the, uh, that, that make up our medical literature. And in fact, um, the British Medical Journal published an editorial last year entitled, Time to Assume that Medical Science is Fraudulent Until Proven Otherwise, because all the studies are paid for by pharmaceutical companies. And in fact, my vision of some of the contractors the pharmaceutical contractors are that there are kids in a Pakistani basement with a baseball cap on. So, I mean, it's just crazy. They fake things from whole cloth. They, they, uh, they uh, adulterate the data. Um, they're, they're just basically a branch of the marketing department of these companies. And we, we've, we've learned about it when most recently, when we've watched these guys do backflips to approve this, this horrific, uh, toxic, uh, supposed, uh, immunization for our little babies who don't need it and who are injured by it so but that's a side note we we should continue on the hormones today (laughs) so when it comes to the hormones if you're saying that estrogen works then why why aren't people getting prescribed estrogen oh my god (laughs) kelly that's the that's the the question The, the problem is in America and the world, that the industry runs the show. And the bioidentical estrogens, which are the best, are actually uh, natural components of the human body. And those are not allowed to be patented. So they're trying to sell uh, patented antidepressants and patented uh, statin drugs to bring you down your cholesterol instead of just, you know, and other things, many other things, instead of just prescribing the hormones that would keep you going, make you feel great and have all kinds of other positive effects. Uh, and so why, why aren't they doing it right? Well, that's the big question about the rest of medicine. 50% of what we do is either harmful or doesn't work. And we spend twice in America what other countries spend on healthcare. It's, it's a stunning, stunning uh, uh, red pill when you finally get it. So doctor, how, did, uh, how does someone like myself go about getting testosterone if I, if I found I needed it or felt like I needed it? Well, um, what you do first, spend spend four dollars, buy a copy of my book, and there's referral sources. You know, unfortunately, medical care these days requires almost physician level expertise to navigate. And so I advise education uh, before anything else. Figure it all out. And uh, you know, you you know, you're you maybe have a little pot belly, and your things aren't working down below as, as well as they should, and and uh, maybe uh, maybe you can't jog anymore because you you're kind of tired and uh, worn out, and maybe you feel like you're uh, you got old timers disease and can't remember as much as you did. I mean, I don't know whether you have any of those things, but I have I'm 68. Yeah. yeah, I'm 68, <laughs> and I I've got plenty of problems. So um, 
so what you do is you find yourself a doctor who does this stuff and i recommend this worldlinkmedical.com that's our that's my group it's a smaller group but there are there are many doctors who prescribe hormones and the endocrinologists are not your first stop because they are they're they're singing the song with the drug companies and although they have great expertise in certain area like sometimes with certain diseases um and possibly thyroid care for some of them um they they aren't uh, straight hormone prescribers they're not typically prescribing hormones to replace diseases of the elderly like 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 i did when i was in practice so uh so th I, I, there are a lot of people doing this and there are a lot of well-trained people but for the most part the doctors are freaking ignorant <laughs> you know is it, well, is it just because of the they don't want to go against the standard or the norm that they yeah. don't want to look at this stuff it's uh, you know i you know I, I look at these guys and i'm kind of ashamed of them and i wonder if they're they're bribed or they're stupid or they're afraid and it ends up uh that just like the uh, the current uh vax narrative right none of the three are really true they're in the midst of a kind of mass hypnosis that's that's kind of gone throughout our society and everybody's walking in, in, in at least a third of them have been taken back down by the insane narrative and think that it's all true the rest of us are looking at mass media we're looking at cnn and facebook and everything else and we realize it's a pack of lies from the start to the finish and so that's the reason the real reason is not that they're stupid they're smart it's the largest group of smart people in america there's a million doctors and even though kelly they're a pain in the butt i know you work with them um that you can't you can't ever say that as a group they're stupid but they they are capable of being hypnotized and there's a belgian psychologist that calls this mass formation and this mass formation has gone throughout our, our societies internationally and uh and everybody's uh walking in lockstep and they believe this the nonsense that is is purported as news and uh you guys you should look at my sub stack for more details about that uh i i write about that stuff all the time it's robertyoho.substack.com and that's an uncensored platform as of yet um this thing if it goes on uh on facebook or youtube we have to be careful what we say because the censors are looking over our shoulders so you mentioned any key words, uh, you know, like uh, whatever the disease is we're talking about or the purported cure, you know, sometimes they get pulled. Right, right. So I'm interested. I think you're a skeptical person, Kelly. I can see it in your eyes. I'm not skeptical, <laughs> but I have a Skeptic question. Skepticism is a strength. You know, I, I, I just I have a lot of questions, though. So my my first question is, because I want to go back to the hormones. So cause this is, I think, where most people get stuck. If I am looking to find somebody to help me get relief for my hormone symptoms, should I start with my primary care doctor or should I go to a specialist? Where should I go? I, I realize I have your book and I think it's great to get all the information so that when you do go see these doctors, you're armed with everything that you need, but who, where should you begin? Okay. so. I think worldlinkmedical.com, it has several hundred physicians. You're in a, you're in an urban area. I, I know you can find somebody in Denver or this, mm -hmm. this group. So I'd recommend that group. Um, but there are other hormone groups called, uh, one's called A4M, uh, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. That's a less, their training is less uniform. And some of them believe in magic, magic crystals and God knows what, you, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're alternative doctors. 
but for the most part people are starting to catch on about the hormones but i again i mean you're just as bright as the doctors and both of you and i recommend you figure it out yourselves read my book look at the reference i mean i have, I have 500 references in each book and uh you know understand what you're getting in for and uh basically the biggest problem with the prescribers is they're too conservative they're afraid to do it because of these black box warnings and james you know a black box warning is this horrible warning you're supposed to be scared to death of of serious harm or injury if right. you take a drug but these are absolutely fraudulent. I mean, we have a huge literature that I cite that every single warning is nonsense concocted by the FDA at the behest of the pharmaceutical companies who want to sell patent drugs, which are profitable. I mean, now they're, now they're some of them are thousands of dollars a pill. I mean, it's just, everybody's gone crazy. Their, their greed is beyond imagining. I ran into that just recently when I had some surgery, they wanted me to take an antibiotic that was it was like 150 200 dollars a pill and well was, most, most yeah. surgeries most surgeries you can get by with something you, you either take an oral antibiotic right before the surgery or um you uh you you get a shot during the surgery and that's the end of it um uh, there may be there are, are some surgeries that you need to take uh, antibiotics for a week or two but um that's a rare far between i mean i i had a total shoulder replacement they gave me uh um you know the dentist gave me some antibiotics uh when I, when I went to the dentist a few weeks later just one dose and during the surgery they gave me some intravenous antibiotics and that was it but you know there are probably a few things that it makes some sense but you you have to be your own doctor these days and, and figure it out and, and some of it's just a bunch of nonsense and some of it is kind of uh, habits by the the doctors it's just they're not really scientific well, Plus isn't science, you know, right? isn't isn't medicine just evidence based? You follow the steps, basically. Isn't isn't that what medicine is today? Evidence based like, medicine. You you you're too impressed with the doctors. You know, you gotta you gotta get away from that. You know, you, you're I, you look. Skeptical. No, I'm not get... saying that. I'm impressed. I'm asking you. Isn't medicine no, no. today I... practice as being evidence based? I... I'm not saying that that that's a good thing. I'm saying that's what they practice. Doctors practice evidence-based medicine. They have a formula. If you come in and say, I have this, they take you through certain steps and they treat your symptoms. But is that medicine? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I'm laughing, but it's dark humor. And if you guys had, I studied this stuff for five years and I, I started out as pretty much a, a standard item. You know, I believe in, the, in all the stories. But when you learn more about it, you realize that evidence-based medicine is a it's a pail of brown stuff because for the most part, the studies are ruined and they're all done at the behest of the company trying to sell whatever the heck it is they're selling. And, uh, you, you know, it's easy to ruin a study. All you have to do is either you get in and stir around the statistics a little bit. Sometimes you fake a few patients and sometimes you make it, you put it out in broad daylight uh, using these statistical tricks that the, the, the doctors don't have time to look at. I mean, these guys, I don't, it's hard for me to throw stones at them because I know how consuming practicing medicine is. It's very difficult. They, they not only have got to be nice to everybody and, and slap all the patients on the back and all that stuff, but they have to, in theory, catch up with all the stuff that 
that's going on, and they can't. Um, they end up with the with the Obamacare thing. They ended up spending 40% of their time just on the charting. These guys have to go home at night and click on the computer in order to get paid, and it's a sad scene. I mean, they are they're sharp people. They should be doing evidence-based medicine, but evidence-based medicine has turned into a bad joke, and that's the answer to your question. It doesn't freaking work because the doctors are not able to do it, and uh, and the science is in the hands of the entrepreneurs. You know, that's the kindest way to put it. Really, they're in the hands of the criminals. You you guys probably know this, but uh, big pharma is the most criminal industry in history, and the reason is that they they have they have lost or uh, settled more criminal cases than any industry in history. It's $87 B billion since 2000, which is it's stunning. It's a fall out of the chair moment if, once you understand it. And so those guys, they'll do anything for the next buck. Wow. And so big- doctor, is, uh, is the rest of the world's medical establishment as corrupt as ours? <laughs> No, <laughs> they're not quite as bad. <laughs> and you, we're all we're all colleagues here. You don't have to doctor me, right? You can call me Robert. Uh, but uh, the problem here is so much money is coming into America that you know we use. I forget exactly what the numbers are, but we're only about four and a half percent of the world population, and we must use. 30% plus or 40% of all the prescription drugs because we've got uh, systems that pay for them in place. I mean, they're all started very idealistically. Uh, and, you know, we use private health insurance and w- that's all administrated by these crazy insurance companies. And that's the Medicare, the private health insurance, the work comp, the whole thing is administrated by insurance companies. And that's la- is another layer of people that really don't care how much it costs. Uh, and, and they take 20% off the top. So th- that's unique, almost unique to America. There, there is, our insurance companies in other countries, but it's not um, as pervasive as here. And th- so the amount of money that's spent and the corruption that results is uh, unique to America. Singapore gets by with 5% of their gross domestic product into healthcare. We spend 20%. It's a f- stunning. We spend $4 trillion out of our gross domestic product to whatever it is, 20 plus, 25 trillion on healthcare and uh you know everybody else is spending 10 canada uh england uh australia they all spend 10 percent of their gdp uh and per person you know per person we spend more so i mean it's it's uh it's it's terrible here i mean it's it's just terrible we you can get good care but you have to watch the people like a hawk because there's so many um so many uh, perverse incentives that you're you're liable to get shunted into an unnecessary surgery or you know we have 50 to 70 percent of our whole entire population taking prescription medications and if you don't think that is insane i don't know i don't know what to tell you we have many nursing home patients that take 20 to zero prescriptions and that it's never been studied i mean we we no, no medication is studied in combination with another. So we've got 20 of them all interacting with each other, and it can't be good. I mean, it's it's there's a whole specialty field of trying to get people off of these medications. Yeah, big pharma really, um, really has a lot to do with uh, corruption. And you're right about the medications. And so that's why I was asking about, um, you know, is is it medicine? Is it medicine when doctors aren't really able to practice? medicine because of all the red tape that goes into trying to practice medicine exactly so the the way it works is we're indiscriminate about what we do so there are entire fields like back surgery 
that if you study what we're doing, they're completely ineffective, right? It just doesn't freaking work. But if somehow we can, and psychiatry is probably the most corrupt uh, specialty in all of medicine. I mean, we've got these drugs that are actually harmful. I mean, it's it's just horrible. There's none of them are any good. They have four classes of drugs. And the SSRIs like Prozac promote suicide and violence. That's what we're seeing now for these mass shooters. They're all they're all uh, triggered by taking all these drugs. The uh, atypical antipsychotics shorten lifespan by 10 to 20 years. The amphetamines shrink the kids' brains. And nobody nobody in charge thinks it's a good thing now to give amphetamines to 20% of our little kids. We've got 20% of the entire population on health on uh, psych drugs. The benzos are very addictive. You know, Xanax is a horrible drug. I mean, that that stuff, it goes away in two to three hours and the people go, huh, I feel panicky again. You know, it's an anti-anxiety. And this, the studies that were initially done on it were were basically ruined studies because for the first three weeks, it seemed to work. And the next three weeks, it didn't work. And then when, when they tried to withdraw the people from the Xanax, everybody just felt terrible, you know? And But they let, they let it get approved anyway. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, the Prozac class, the SSRIs, Germany initially rejected them, but the power of these pharma companies is so profound that they 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 play games like claiming they're going to move their manufacturing out of a country like they did in England. I mean, it, it's 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 just nuts. Wow. You know, Robert, we're going to definitely have to have you come back so we can definitely get into your other book, uh, Butchered by Healthcare, so we can talk more about uh, big pharma and the corruption and you know really talk about the fda as well i don't think a lot of people really understand the reach or really what the fda does these federal agencies are all corrupt and the, the cdc and the fda and the world health organization they're all working against us and they're 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 basically trying to uh push an agendas you know of their own and agendas of these billionaires so i i can talk about all that stuff um you guys review my Substack a little bit and see if there are specific topics you like and we, we really didn't get too much of the hormones today but we can talk to, about that again if you'd like Absolutely. I just, it's just so interesting. We could just go so many places when we, when we talk to you. So it's easy to get, (laughs) to get distracted from one topic to another. So we'll definitely, most definitely have you come back. I'm going to check out where it's worldlinkmedical.com, right? That's correct. That's um, that's my that was my group when I practiced, and they have a list of uh, physicians. There are some in the Denver Aurora area, I'm sure, and those guys have uniform training. And the A4M, there are an awful lot of those. There's twenty thousand of them nationwide, and and some of them are okay, but they uh, they do some stuff that's a little irrational sometimes, in my opinion. I mean, they promote. They promote topical progesterone, you know, skin uh, surface progesterone cream. That doesn't work. You got to take it orally. Um, so those are some other ideas. Look, guys, it's a pleasure. I, I, an hour, we do better. I do better at an hour. I like to rant. So when you, when you get going on, one, when you get going on one of these rants, anyways, thank, thank you so much for having. Me. It's robertyohoauthor.com, robertyoho.substack.com. And I haven't, uh, if you just go on Apple um, uh, Podcasts or any of those, I've got a Surviving Healthcare Podcast. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys. Right on. You know, that's, that's it, it's funny because it's like, you always think this stuff is happening, but you're really not sure. And then when you have someone come out and say, yeah, it's happening, I'm sure. 
Well, the thing I liked about him, and it's twofold, I did did like and didn't like. I did like that he talked about a lot of things. I didn't like that we talked about a lot of things, right? I wanted to stay on topic, but it's like he... You just, he, you know, when he started talking about one thing, that would bring up something else. And we're over here and then we're over here. So I like talking to him, but oh my God, it's so hard to stay focused with all the information that this man has. Well, that's just kind of how we are anyway. That's how we run. That's how we roll. Yeah, but I want to talk about hormones because hormones are crazy shit, James. They are crazy. They're shit. crazy. They are. Okay, so being a woman of menopause age, and I just never, just ever thought I would say that. That's so crazy to me. And not really paying attention to menopause and really, you know, okay, you know, what happened to me? And one day it did. And the thing that trips me out about Surprise. menopause, yeah, right, are the hot flashes. Now, I have never had a hot flash before. And then one day I like had a hot flash. And then there was another one and another one. And now they're constant. So... When all this first happened, and this is what I wanted to talk to him about, but I'll talk to you, James, because you're right. my good, you're my good friend and buddy. So when all this stuff first started happening to me, I went to my doctor, who at the time, my primary care doctor, who at the time was a woman, and all I said was hot flashes. She's like, "Up, oh, say no more. I got you. Here's some estrogen, low dose, should work immediately," and it did. And for, you know, a year or whatever, I was good. No hot flashes, felt fine. No side effects from the ins- from the estrogen, nothing. I felt nothing. And then one day she was no longer my doctor because she left and I had this new doctor. One day I went to go fill the estrogen and the pharmacy couldn't fill it because the doctor wouldn't let them because I now have a new doctor, right? Does the new doctor male or female? The new doctor is male. I go see the new doctor. I say, hot flash, estrogen, please. And he's like, nope, you know, estrogen causes cancer. I'm going to give you a low dose antidepressant. That should knock out those hot flashes. And guess what? It did not. Hold on, time out. So once again, a man telling a woman what she needs for her body. Thank you. So, and so I... I took, I, you know, I took the prescription, but I probably shouldn't, but I did. I even tried it and I'm not one for pills. If you know me, you know, I'm not one for pills. I even tried it because obviously I want to get rid of the hot flashes, but it almost felt like it made them more intense. Right. So I stopped taking them and I contemplated on what to do. What do I do? What do I do? Because I, I have a feeling he's not going to prescribe me estrogen because he says it causes cancer. But my my retort to that is, doesn't everything cause cancer these days? That's true. That Walking outside causes cancer. Doesn't the days. sun cause cancer? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's I just, I want to get rid of the hot flashes. So I decided I'm going to take health care into my own hands. Hey, wait a minute. A woman deciding she's going to take over the decisions for her own body's I know it's crazy, huh? I'm a radical. I'm a radical. You are. are. And I'm going to go see my OBGYN woman doctor, who I'm sure will shower me with estrogen. 
<laughs> that is what my goal is. I can just see it. Estrogen! Estrogen! Because it's crazy. And the funny thing is, is that I don't understand. And that's what I was trying to tell Robert is why do I, you know, if, if we know estrogen works, then why do I got to go take all these other medications? Because my doctor, the male primary doctor said, oh, if the low dose antidepressant doesn't work, there's other things we can try. Well, I don't want to try other things. I want to try what I know works. And that was the very low dose of estradiol that the female doctor was happy to give me. I didn't even ask her for it. She just, when I said hot flash, she was like, oh, say no more. I got you. Because I think she gets it. Is it because you guys just don't get it? I don't think you guys get it. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man, I get it. I, you know, because I, I, if it, when it, okay, when it comes to women, right, so to their body, you know, it's your body. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, as a doctor, I could say, well, this might, and, and this might be the case too. He might have to follow a certain procedure for insurance reasons because I've had doctors tell me that too. But my other doctor didn't and it's the same, my same insurance. Oh, I just, yeah, he I just, know. he just doesn't want to, I mean, and, and granted, he says it causes cancer. He's looking out for my best interest. Great. But I believe that maybe like Dr. Robert Yoho said, maybe the information, the studies are corrupt because Big Pharma wants us taking something else actually you know it's funny i never thought about it when i just assumed in my naive i'm naive about the subject that the government was funding these kind of as a non-partisan looking out for the, oh, the clinical thing. trials yeah, the clinical trials i don't know why i just assumed no that. no no you know, and then and then it's like, wow. And, and it's funny because I've always wondered too. It's like you have countries in Europe who've been using drugs and procedures for decades now, and yet America won't do it because we're still doing studies. Well, it's like, well, is Europe and the rest of the world are they like in the dark ages? Do they not? You know, are they not in the same time we are? You know. Well, yeah, I think you would have to go under the assumption that the United States has the be best health care in the world. We do. I mean, we have better than some. We have know, better than some, but yeah. it's not the best. There no. are others that are better. Yeah. Right. And we do I not have like the best health care on no. the planet, as as you were led to believe. Right. Right. You're led to believe. So that is my story with the hormones and that's what I wanted to that's what I was trying to tell Robert but we got all he got on a tangent but I did download his book Hormone Secrets um, I will check out the link worldlinkmedical.com and we'll have him come back and we'll talk about some other stuff yeah I really want to get more into the corruption in the medicine medical field and all that stuff yeah and that my friend is also our random bullshit what? What we just did. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was just part of our 
thing and then we were still going to do random oh, bullshit. I guess we can. I just thought that was random bullshit because it was just, well, I guess it wasn't really random, but it was yeah, because I, with the I just told the three people besides us. So that other person who listens, you now know about my, my hot flashes and you now know that as a woman, I'm in menopause. Well, you know, too, we have more than one other listener. I'm... I know of at least three. Okay, so the five yeah. of us now know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Give us credit. Uh, do you have anything for random bullshit? Uh, well, actually, I wanted to talk about this. I had a, a question for you, and I guess I maybe should ask you this earlier to give you time to think about it. But if you had an encounter with a cryptid or some kind of paranormal activity, so think Bigfoot, Loch Ness, any of those, ghosts, what you know, whatever, UFO, which one would you prefer to have contact with? Now bear in mind, some, you know, all of these can be traumatic. I'm not going that far. You know, I'm just saying casual sighting so that enough that you now believe. Which one So if I could pick like what cryptid I got to encounter, you're asking me which one I would encounter? Or would you want to see a UFO or would you want to see a ghost or I think honestly, if I got to pick, I would want to see a UFO or and a dragon. Those are my two things. I'm good with the ghost. I'm good with Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. Um, you know, mind you, I just want to see the UFO. We ain't got to encounter. We ain't no, got to... Yeah, yeah, we ain't got to fist bump. We just... I see it. Yeah. I know it's real. Right. I know what the fuck I saw type thing. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, same with the dragon. There it is. I see it. Whoa, it's a dragon. Oh, my God. Get your camera. Snap, snap, snap. Not encountering the dragon, not chasing the dragon. Dragon doesn't see me, that type of thing. No danger in that yeah, encountering. Because I was thinking about that too, because any one of those things can be fucking. Yeah, dramatic. so I'm just saying, not yeah. trying to that's no. just see it. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. So yes, those are my those are my two things that I would that I would want to see. What would you want to see? Well, I've already seen enough of a couple. To know, to believe in those, I you know go or I don't know those paranormal activity ghosts, and uh, well, actually I've seen three. Really, I thought I saw a UFO before too. So those three, but I would like to see a UFO again enough to say yes because the first time I did I didn't know, and it was too. It just wasn't enough. That's you know? I got you. I get so you. So UFO and. That would be one. Oh, let's see. Probably Bigfoot. I would like to encounter I was say, enough, oh enough God. Of Bigfoot. Would it be Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> God, what a stretch. <laughs> All right. If, if I couldn't see Bigfoot, then if he was out, well, I'd like to see like a chupacabra, like a one from Puerto Rico chupacabra, not this. Texas American chupacabra. Ah, there's a difference. Yes, there is a We're difference. We're choosing our chupacabras now. Well, I don't know how it turned from one to the other, but I'm maybe still it going gets around. Maybe, maybe. shapeshifter. Maybe. 
you know, maybe. Huh, that's funny. Well, James, this is a great segue to say that you can check out all of our social media on our website, that's some crazy shit podcast.com. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are we LinkedIn appropriate yet? You know what? We're not LinkedIn because of the word shit. That's the only reason why. So I could create a LinkedIn and say that's some crazy star in the middle T. It might take that. It might have to be that some crazy S, you know, star, star T. But LinkedIn was very particular about the word shit, which these days, that's like the most mild of all the cuss words, right? I mean... Oh, I know. It's not even a cuss word. Is it? I think, it's, it's, I think it's funny because when our guests come on, they're like, can I cuss? It's like, well, we got shit in the title. Go ahead. You know, and it's like, it's, it's, there's so many more bad words, which this was my question and we can save this for next time. So next time we'll talk about this. It's like, who said that this was going to be a bad word, right? Oh, George Carlin did a a thing on that. And it was, it's the FTC or whoever's in charge of broadcast. But who said, who, even before them, who said? Like, who even invented? Where did the word "fuck" even come from? <gasps> is it a is it a is it a British word? Is it a German word? Where did it come uh, from? Is it a Danish word? Is it a Hebrew word? Where did it come from? That's what I'm saying. Who it came said? from you on the playground. <laughs> did it? That's where I learned it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, dude. Until next time. Keep your minds open, people.